0: Hey, friends, and welcome back to the Equestrian Podcast. I'm your host, Bethany Lee, and this is episode 289. Our guest today is a dressage rider, but she is also the owner of Blackheart Equestrian, Coba Swim. And she has a thriving YouTube channel, TikTok account, and Instagram account. You may already follow her on one of those platforms. She is also a recent podcast host of her very own podcast called Unbridled with Erin. So without further ado, please welcome our guest today, all the way from the UK, Erin Williams. Hey, Erin. Hi. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank
1: you for having me.
0: I have so many questions for you. I feel like you are such a little mogul. You have so much going on. (laughs) You're just talking about like how you have enough hours in the day to get it all done. But first, tell me a little bit about how you first found yourself in the horse world.
1: So I kind of started like I was practically out of the womb and onto the horse is how I describe it because my dad played polo and my mom evented so oh, okay. we were a very horsey background and I, I think I was on a my miniature Shetland or a Shetland when I was like two or three so started very early um, did all the team stuff from when I was eight to twelve and then did 12 consecutive 12 um, six consecutive european championships when i was 12 Wow! And that just kind of horses were just my entire life for most of it and then I, it was just all i ever really knew and competing stuff like that i absolutely loved it and then one of my horses went lame my main horse and we were sort of out of action for a couple of years and then covid hit so that's when the more social media stuff started for the equestrian world rather than just the hardcore riding
0: how often are you riding now
1: pretty much every single day you know um I kind of I kind of rotate them I'm sure most people will understand like I can get two horses done in a day and then I like to make sure it's quite equal so yeah pretty much every day
0: nice love it tell me a little bit about how Blackheart equestrian started
1: so that kind of started when I was at university so I went to university to do business management and in my first month of being there I was really bored and I was like why not set up my own business like I can't find anything I like to wear anything comfortable just let's go for it so it kind of was born there and it was a slow process though like found a name found a logo and like it all took about maybe nine months from start to finish so it was it was lengthy yeah. How did you come up with the name? So the name, um, it was quite funny because it was sort of about my horse. Um, he's a beautiful black stallion and he he literally has my whole heart. So sort of like that. But also I thought of, oh, maybe two hearts equestrian sounds good. And then I was like, no, this sounds like a dating website. Like, let's stick to black Heart. So <laughs> kind of like that.
0: Yeah, amazing. Um, What were you kind of envisioning? Um, Because now, I mean, it's been a huge success. I, you know, I see people wearing it all the time. I think you do such a great job of marketing it. What was the initial goal or dream for Blackheart?
1: initially I wanted it to just be like matchy matchy heaven and I wanted to make sure we have like a saddle pad a base layer leggings like everything could match but it's a lot harder than you'd think to find matching color saddle pads to your colors and good ones and I didn't know that different fabric takes the color differently so you Mm. might dye your leggings and then a saddle pad and they'll be completely opposite so oh, wow. yeah. <laughs> so it did tailor more into like the more functional um there is a there is a bit more matchy in there too but a little bit more functional and stylish rather than just the matchy matchy dream i had
0: totally yeah tell me a little bit about your like a normal day a normal week for you and what your schedule looks (laughs) like difficult one (laughs) every day
1: is so different I mean I just get bored very quickly I'm not sure about you but I am up at six every morning I love going to the gym so I have to squeeze that in in the morning or it doesn't get done same Um, Yeah, I can't go in the afternoon. I would just rather just curl up in a wall on my sofa.
0: (laughs) There's not enough pre-workout in the world to get me going in the afternoon.
1: (laughs) (laughs) With the best intentions, I'll be like, oh, I'm in a gym in the afternoon and it just won't happen. Right, I'll like walk around. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, no, I go to the gym first thing and then I'll go straight to ride and my horses are at my family home on a yard and I live about 30 minutes away. So I'll go and ride. That might take a chunk of the day and certain days I'll do content as well and then I'll head to the office to do all the black heart and swimwear stuff too and then see what we've got in the afternoon
0: tell me a little bit about your team like what who all or what kind of like roles make up your team members so um
1: our team's currently growing but we've got about six members at the moment not including myself and my mum who's also a business partner of mm-hmm. mine so we have a couple of girls in social media. That's obviously one of the most important, you know, creating TikToks, reels, the community management of the social media and all the posts and content. As we know, that takes quite a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, we've got two girls in customer service and then a couple in the warehouse picking and packing. But we are currently moving offices and hoping to expand that a lot because it's getting quite busy. It's-
0: yeah oh, amazing yeah. tell me a little bit about your youtube channel when did you get started and um, tell me a little bit about the flow of that kind of the goals towards um, more long-form video because obviously you have a large social media presence on tiktok and instagram youtube is like a whole other game
1: it is it is i mean youtube actually came first for me but not as a priority so I don't know why I get embarrassed about this, but I actually did a, a beauty pageant. Not many people know this. I love that. <laughs> yeah, so I did um Miss Universe Great Britain and I came wow. second and didn't Amazing. win. God, I'm so upset. No I'm kidding. <laughs> 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 some you lose some. But yeah, my mum entered me without me knowing and I got a random email through like you you've been accepted to this pageant and I was like I've just had the weirdest like spam email guys and my mum just looked really guilty and I was like what did you do oh fine Um, I know but I was like why not do it give it a go like try something and then when that was over I felt more comfortable um not necessarily public speaking but speaking and feeling like I could have more of a voice so I set up a channel just to talk about my experience and I did a few videos I mean they were all very random like I think I did one like how to curl your hair like like there's not that out there right. already um <laughs> I think I did one like clean my room with me and god knows what was going on in my brain at that point and then that took a backseat until covid which is when I got my social media followers across tiktok and things like that and I just thought why am I not doing youtube youtube is the predominant site that will pay you but not just pay you like you don't need brand deals and you don't have to rely on anybody else obviously you make money through the ad revenue so I thought I'm I'm being silly not monetizing what I'm actually creating so I just I gave it a go and please nobody go back and watch any of my videos because <laughs> I was so stiff and awkward like you're watching be like who is this robot oh funny it's natural to me
0: oh that's awesome I love it tell me a little bit about how you started your swim line Koba
1: Okay, so that's super new. Actually, it only really launched this summer, which we sort of it was a bit delayed with all I like everything to be perfect. So think samples would arrive and I'd be like, no, which obviously delays it a couple of weeks at right. a time. And then the shipping from Asia back and forward, it takes a while. So it, it launched a little bit later than I wanted, I would have preferred like spring but it's been incredible. It came just from my love of the beach and my love of business. So I I really enjoy running businesses and I always need a new challenge. And I thought, what better than a challenge that takes me to the heat, obviously living in England, I'm freezing 24 seven. So Mm -hmm. that's sort of how that was born.
0: Love it. Um, Okay. And tell me a little bit about your Instagram dynamic, because I feel like it is so beautiful, so bold. You do such a nice job of navigating yourself, showcasing your products, but you get some unique comments.
1: (laughs) I definitely do. (laughs) And I
0: love when you engage in those comments too. So tell me a little bit about like how that all started getting like really (laughs) creepy comments and like just Op- weird opinions, like how do you navigate that? So it
1: it first started on TikTok. So like any uh, viral video, typically gets the weirdest comments, and they they range from men sexualizing me and the sport, or or women co- complaining about things, or like there's a whole host of random comments we get. But it predominantly started on TikTok, and I didn't see any negativity on Instagram for quite a while, and then I feel like you sort of get the mums coming through I feel like I get a lot of negativity on Instagram from what I would class as the mums I mean they may not be a mum it's just how I class them and um, it's typically you know a more middle-aged woman with be kind and a bible verse in her bio and telling me that you know I'm asking for it and I have no respect for myself and things like that but that one is fairly standard, but it's it is the men. Like they do love to make not all men, of course, but some some odd men love to love to look at a horse and be like, oh, what she's doing sexy. And you know, all horse riders know that what we're doing is not sexy. What we're doing is just riding the horse, doing a sport right. we love and we're not looking at it like that. Right. But yeah, they they love to be like, oh, do you want to ride me too? And I'm like, I will pass. I will have a hard <laughs> pass on that, please. <laughs>
0: just love how like like what is the thought process going on in their minds that they think they're going to comment something and all of a sudden you're going to be like you know what yeah
1: I'm really into you because you you commented that it's like when a guy honks at you in the car and you're just like oh my god get me in that car yeah
0: (laughs) that was Um, that was it for me
1: exactly (laughs) (laughs) love it you know
0: (laughs) oh my gosh do you ever look at incredible horse show setups or a really well turned out horse at the horse show and they have the perfect scrim that's monogrammed and color coordinated or just stunning tack room drapes at the horse show? Well, The Close Horse has been manufacturing custom made horse blankets, tack room drapes, trunk covers since 1972. Every single order is taken and entered into a computer as a custom order. So all all the details are spelled out according to the customer-specific requests and needs. Then each individual order is cut, in chronological order, one piece at a time by hand. I can't think of hardly, I mean, really any businesses that still do that today. I think their attention to detail is absolutely incredible. So, if you are looking for blankets, tack room stuff, or maybe just an incredible horse show setup go check out The Clothes Horse. It's theclotheshorse, C-L-O-T-H-E-S dot com and learn a little bit about all the different products that they have and the services they offer. Again, that's theclotheshorse.com. Tell me also how you deal with, because um, and I'm assuming this that you have gotten this too, because I've definitely got it being in the equestrian style space is that I sometimes get some negativity around the concept of caring about what I look like at the barn and wanting to feel good and confident and put together. I feel like for me, when I have an outfit on that I like, or when I feel good and put together, like I feel great about myself and about my riding but sometimes I get some hate that I'm either like not doing enough real like real work at the (laughs) barn or that like someone's doing all the heavy lifting and I'm just sitting up there posing Uh, do you get that and like how what how do you address that
1: I do not so much anymore because I think people are kind of used to me and my my look um I'm always in the most colorful matchy matchy outfits and I can understand I guess from people that are at yards that aren't used to that they may mm-hmm. feel a bit extra and I think it is still very new that the matchy matchy sets and leggings rather than more old-fashioned jodhpurs they're right. coming in mm-hmm. a lot and stuff like that but no I do get that comment quite a lot but I just kind of ignore it I think yeah. I used to apply but that's not when I I get as much anymore because I think people get used to it. And I think there's no shame in wanting to look nice. I mean, I'm so glad no one can see us right now because how I look right <laughs> now is not, not one out of ten. And I think people need to remember that if we are posting videos on social media, we are sort of opening ourselves up to people's opinion and their right. critique. And if we want to try and minimise that by feeling like we look good and feeling a bit more confident, then there's no problem with that. But it isn't always real life. You know, I go to the yard looking horrible 90% of the time. But when I'm taking a video, I am going to put a bit of effort in 100%.
0: Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think having people like understand that more, like I'm usually like a little bit more uh, dressed down, like on my stories or things Mm -hmm. like that. But like a lot of what I do and what you do too, is like for marketing purposes and for your business and for inspiration and things like that. And so it makes sense to be Put together and to feel confident so. also it's
1: like you know a lot of people may understand dressing nicely to the gym you know i'm sure most people out there have bought a cute gym set before and why because they want to like who are they trying to impress at the yeah. gym like we're okay. not trying to impress anyone at the stables either but i sometimes think it makes you ride better if you feel like you look good and you're mm-hmm. comfy and i think again what people won't realize is just because it looks good like it's also really practical so I can ride so much better because I know I'm comfortable. I know that the products fit for purpose. And just because it's pretty is not not a problem.
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. What would you say is an area of the industry that you are passionate about that you feel like the rest of the horse world either just doesn't know a lot about or doesn't talk that much about? Oh, that's a a
1: tough one. It's more, um, maybe not necessarily the industry, but I think something that people need to be wary of is like because the industry is dominated mostly I would say by women I mean we can fact check that but I believe it is um is just how bad it can be for a lot of girls and like young girls on yards and stuff like in terms of body confidence and bullying and stuff like that I mean I know girls get comments on their body on a horse a lot and there is a weird gray area in the horse world with weight you know some people think it's okay to comment on people's weight because they don't feel like they should be riding a horse and stuff like that and it's a really toxic odd gray area that I think we just need to be a bit more cautious about because a lot of young riders coming up comment stuff on my page like oh somebody said this somebody said I looked fat and and it just breaks my heart and I just want everyone to just be a little bit more easygoing and respectful of other people and their feelings I guess
0: what would you tell your like 10 year old self if you could give yourself advice
1: I'd <laughs> say pick up a tennis racket no, <laughs> no, I'm totally kidding um I would just say again don't let anything get to you nothing is that deep it's only ever a problem if it's someone you care about but then someone you care about probably won't be saying nasty things to you or you'd you'd hope not but just let it all wash off if it's someone you don't respect don't listen because what do they know (laughs)
0: yeah yeah that's great advice it's that's definitely a good reminder for sure what would you say are your riding goals looking ahead
1: That's difficult at the moment. My right, my like really small goal is to actually just get back to a show because I've not competed in like three or four years now, because again, since my horse went lame, and then COVID happened, and then I aimed to compete after but in England, we had another lockdown and it was quite complicated. So I just want to get back to a show, even if it's like a tiny one, but you know, with the time constraints I have at the moment, it, it's rough, but I, I want to get to a show and that's like my first little goal. And then then we'll see, you know, I just keep collecting horses. So I definitely want to do something with them.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love it. What about business goals?
1: Business goals. So first, again, small goal is to get moved to our new office. Like I'm, I feel I can be so much more creative in a creative space and I'm a little bit snowed under here. And then just to keep growing, Um, bring out some more new products. I want a few more options of our hybrids or breaches. And just to keep on the scale we're going is is quite good. Maybe expand the team as well.
0: Yeah, definitely. For someone listening who has a small equestrian business, what are some um, pieces of advice that you would give to them um, if they are maybe struggling to grow or to kind of get to that next step in their business?
1: I, it's funny, actually, I was talking about this with my friend literally yesterday about like what we would say to people, yeah. and like tips for business. And I think it's making sure you're staying really unique to yourself and that there is a gap in the market. I mean, obviously, if you've already got a brand, you've probably seen that gap in the market, but it's making sure there is demand for what you want. Otherwise, you're sort of going to be running against a brick wall. And just making sure it's something you actually enjoy and you like, because if you if you really love what you're doing, you, it won't feel like work and you'll happily work till 10 o'clock at night, which as a small business owner, you have to do, you know, it's not a nine to five. It never, ever stops. So if you love it, that's okay. So make sure you have something you enjoy.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And lastly, you have a new podcast, which I love. Tell (laughs) me a little bit about it and what made you, you know, decide to start that. I think mainly
1: I started it because I do YouTube, which is great, but I'm normally just messing around or riding or doing something like you, people are watching me just do something. I'm never just sat talking directly to the camera and obviously with Instagram, people just see one picture and they can make a judgment. So I just wanted to give people a chance to get to know me a little bit better and find out maybe things they wanted to know or just, you know, see that I'm not that all that bad. <laughs> people make some snap judgments on uh, Instagram. So yeah, that started very recently. It's called Unbridled with Erin, which I quite like the name. My mom actually came up with that. I thought it was quite cool.
0: Okay. So I love it. I love it. And where can people listen?
1: They can listen on most platforms i think um i'm just getting to grips with it so i believe it's on apple yeah i've seen it on
0: itunes and spotify yeah i think so
1: i'm I'm really not super familiar with anything other than spotify but yeah and that'll be like sort of business lifestyle horsey themed as well
0: Uh, amazing well erin thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule i appreciate i know we've been like whenever you're in (laughs) <laughs> like Florida area, we're like, we're trying to hang out, so hopefully, we can actually hang in person. You know, next I'm gonna time be there in new year.
1: year, we will <laughs> we'll get together finally. Yes,
0: amazing. <laughs> uh, well, thank you again for taking the time. I love following you and continuing to watch your journey, and I wish you all the best.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's been fun. You'll have to call mine next. <laughs> yes,
0: totally will do.